0: The Seven Cities podcast is dedicated to interviewing artists in the Chicagoland area, their supporters, and developers. Join us on our journey as we look at all aspects of the seven arts. Hey, Em, how are you doing today? I am phenomenal.
1: How are you doing, Joe?
0: I'm doing all right. I feel a little weird after my my little uh, prick yesterday, but, <laughs> but I'm feeling okay. I feel like a little uh little uh flu like symptoms today been very exciting uh, first or second shot first, shot. first shot I know I am like super reactive whenever I get a flu shot I get sick I'm <laughs> so, so, so I know it's it's what it is it's fine uh what have you been up to
1: well, today was a really busy day. I was running all over Chicago, taking care of a lot of different things for a lot of different clients and um, finishing up some projects and drawing up some contracts. So I'm really hopeful today. Today felt yeah. like uh, maybe returning to at least in-person work, maybe not normal, but in-person work for the fall. So I felt pretty, pretty confident, and pretty hopeful.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. I am so excited about our guest today. We have Kevin Kittle, who's been our technical director on our last two projects. He is a longtime filmmaker, and he is just an incredible person to work with. So I'm excited. What do you think, Em?
1: I, I love Kevin. Kevin is going to be a <laughs> fabulous presence. But Kevin's my favorite thing by Kevin is how knowledgeable he is. I can't yeah. wait to get him talking. I just want to yeah. sit back and listen all day
2: long.
0: Well, let's do it then. Kevin, welcome.
2: (laughs) Hello. How are you two doing?
0: We're wonderful. Feeling good, man. Um, How was your week so far?
2: Uh, So far, so good. Um, Pretty normal, pretty baseline week, so that's generally a good thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) No crazy opera projects? You know? uh, no, not right now. I'm
2: I'm on uh, a sabbatical right now,
0: <laughs> very short
2: one. You know, uh, yeah, taking yeah. some me time and you know spending some time on the couch reflecting. <laughs>
0: That's nice. Did you ever end up playing uh, Witcher the other night?
2: Did I? What? What was that? Did you
0: Did you end up playing Witcher three?
2: Yeah, you know? Witcher three. I played it for a while. Yeah. That game is great. It's, I'm having a little too hard time getting into it. Um, I think it maybe was overhyped for me, but we'll see. I'm still pretty oh, early no. on.
0: I don't know anything about it. So I'm sure it's <laughs> wonderful or something. I don't know. <laughs> the only
1: rule in my house is, I told um, my husband, he can play whatever video game he wants, but he has to remember I have to watch it. So if he picks one that plays more like a movie, I'm, we're all generally just happier. So he yeah. so makes a lot of those role-playing games that are like longer, like the Assassin's
0: Creed. Very, very, very popular in our house. <laughs> oh, I love yep. Assassin's Creed.
1: We, um, we have a
2: similar similar rule in our house, too. Yeah! <laughs> there, there are some games that are far more entertaining to watch than others.
1: It's so beautiful. The scenery is so well done. It seriously looks like it's a movie you're watching. It's yeah. just incredible.
0: Speaking of movies... yes, uh, Kevin!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Uh, what what do you think? But led you to get involved in film?
2: Oh man, I know um, it's a deep one. Yeah, well, I don't know how far back to go, but uh, you know, I I think it was when I was a kid. It was uh, I always loved stories, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, a form of storytelling that I was consistently drawn to, and. I don't know why that piqued my interest more than other, other forms, but, um, yeah, I think from a young age, it was just all kinds of movies. I always wanted more craving different types, you know, old stuff, new stuff, you know, um, and that just kind of, you know, followed me through, through my life and the older I got, the more I kind of delved into it, tried to figure out how it was all done, how they, how these things were made, you know, um, and it's become a lot easier since the, um, uh, the invention of the internet, uh, (laughs) to find some (laughs) behind the scenes stuff, you know, and and to learn, there's so many, uh, film making tutorials and, you know, even, uh, high end directors are, are like on YouTube, just drop in little bits of knowledge just because they can. And, uh, so yeah, yeah, I wish I had that a long time ago.
1: (laughs) We were talking about YouTube university today with another friend. We call it YouTube university. You can learn like anything Mm. on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I actually asked Kevin a question today and I was like, do you know about this thing? And he's like, no. I was like, I was like, it's okay. I'll look it up on YouTube. <laughs>
2: right. I know you're shocked that I said no, right?
0: <laughs> I know. You know everything. Oh, so, okay, you're talking
1: about all these films you saw, what, what were the biggest influences on you when you were younger?
2: As oh, um, well, I'll start with the cliche. Um, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. you know from a young age man star wars it was nothing else like it you know and you'd watch some knockoffs and weren't the same um similar to that i would say tron because a lot of what i do is technology based and it always Iron has been <laughs> so that movie like really really resonates with me still does um <laughs> and then it was some uh, some random westerns um And again, I'm not sure why Westerns in particular spoke to me. And it took me a while to realize that how much I love Westerns. You know, if somebody goes, oh, do you like Western? i will be like, yeah, all right. And then I realized that how many of my favorite films were Westerns and the movies that I keep going back to are Westerns.
0: Oh, for Uh, me, it was always the cinematography, like the way that the people are shot. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but like, I just love the way the light plays in Westerns and all that kind of stuff. But, you know.
2: Yeah, they, they were, if when you consider the time period, they were really, well, I'm saying time period, but they've you know, <laughs> ranged from the whole thing. But if you go, yeah. at the time when I was watching them, I was leaning more towards older ones. And those are still some of my favorites. And yeah. you think about when those were made, they were really grandiose films, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You could pretend to be in space, pretend to do all these other things, but it's something else to be out really in the wild wild west with just these huge vistas you know yeah uh, they don't really show up in other genres
1: well there's a there's an element of realism there that they had to have too i mean like you can fake some stuff on a set if you're doing a sci-fi but most of the time when they had those charges those were all extras that they had to hire and those were you know actual people on horses and mm-hmm. those were actual sets that somebody physically had to build 360 mm-hmm. degree out it's really beautiful i just felt like I don't know. There's something really honest about Westerns.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. All the grit is right there in the film. (laughs) (laughs) How do you come up with your ideas for your films?
2: (laughs) This is always a great question. Um, I I love some of my other filmmaker friends when I've seen them up in front of an audience get the same question. And the answers are, they're always... I don't know. Not what you would, might expect. Yeah. Um, a lot of my ideas have come from when I'm I mean, some form of intoxication,
3: <laughs> um,
2: and a lot of them, yeah, I'll be sitting there or maybe watching something or hanging out with friends, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, "Man, you know, it would be a crazy idea is if somebody did this or this and it did this." And they're like, "Yeah, ha ha ha," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to do it." And then I eventually end up doing it. Um,
0: it's amazing. That's,
2: yeah, I, I don't know if it's anticlimactic or not, you know, but it's that's where a lot of them come from. Are just you know just random thoughts that just pop in my head for no reason, um, and that's kind of the basis for a lot of my shorts. I mean, I, I have some other projects that are a little bigger and been brewing for longer that are based yeah. in more stuff. But again, I think even those are spawned by some random idea, you know? Oh,
0: I love that. I mean, for me, I just wake up at like three o'clock in the morning and my brain won't shut off. So I, I feel like being mm-hmm. drunk or or otherwise would be better. <laughs>
2: it's, it's, yeah, you gotta, there's there's that quote, uh, I love it. And it's always uh, attributed to Hemingway, but I, yeah. I don't think it is. It's probably somebody who just made it up. Uh, but it says to, it's best to like, write drunk and then edit sober.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love, that's amazing.
2: So if Hemingway didn't say it, I'm just going to take it over. That, that's my quote. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. I think we found our show title, by the way. <laughs>
2: exactly. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Could
1: you oh, tell okay. us about one of the, the longer projects you're working on? What are you working on now?
2: Uh, well, when I say longer project, it's the one, like a few of them that I've had in the back of my mind that I've only taken notes on. I haven't like written a script or anything, but I'm,
3: Hmm.
2: I'm always building it in my head. Um, and when I get to the the right point, uh, I'll write it all out. That's not necessarily the best way to write a, a script or a feature, but there's a few ones that. Um, some of my favorite ideas that I keep just brewing in my head, you know, random times, like when I can't sleep, you know, on a really long drive. That's what I'll think about. I'll, I'll play that movie in my head and hit the parts that don't work and then just try to figure it out. And um, After I figure it all out, then I can just go in, and write it.
1: Uh, that's so interesting. It's almost uh, like you're storyboarding in your head.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't recommend that. That's just what I do a lot. <laughs> i watch the movie in my head and then like reverse engineer it. So.
0: Wow, kind of amazing. (laughs) I love how you
1: just threw that process out there like it was. That was just like nothing. That was really. It's
2: what I do, and like, but I read a lot of these books, and I, you know, and there's this cliche of, you know, like, oh, I got this great movie idea, and somebody's like, oh, can I see the script? And they're like, oh, I haven't written it yet, but it's amazing. And every time I talk about some of these ideas, that's what I feel like. I feel like that guy, and I'm like, that's I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) So that's why I got to finish them and then write them.
1: Well, yeah, but that guy never really starts. You know, sometimes there's that guy and they never start or they never finish. It's something else, though. I think I love film. I love the idea that you're making something out of nothing. I love that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I think everybody has to have some form of creative outlet. And that's basically what creativity is, right? It's it's making something out of nothing, whether it's, you know, music, singing, writing, movies, whatever. Um, I think everybody needs some form of that in their life. And it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, one of my students was even saying to me how much they started appreciating music more since they started taking voice lessons. I feel like absolutely, mm. there's there's no way that that appreciation would come or any of this stuff would come um, out of, yeah, you're right.
2: <laughs>
0: so
1: if, if somebody who was a total novice wanted to like really start appreciating film, where would they
0: start?
2: Oh, man. Um, Good question. This, yeah, I some people may recognize my answers from different sources it's kind of a there's a few i think very key rules first thing is watch a lot of movies um the more you see the more you know what's been done and the more uh, you know what might not work and what does work even on a subconscious level um you know you can you can like watch a billion fight scenes and then you go to film your fight scene and you if you've seen enough movies when you go back and you've put your footage together you might not know what's wrong with it but you know that it doesn't work you know what Mm -hmm. i mean um some some if you haven't seen enough films at least the ones you're trying to make or whatever you might not like almost intuitively pick up on what works and what doesn't and those kind of things um it's just you know watching what you love is just going to inform your own style um and what's possible and what's not uh the other one kind of hand in hand is just just make something just make stuff um you can't get better without doing it and failing or not failing but like you know not achieving your goal you know um so And it's so accessible now. You know, it used to be you had to go and rent a camera, buy expensive film, and you only got so many takes. And then you had to get it, like, processed and the whole thing. But now, like, uh, most cell phones, the the cameras on them are are high def. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: They're
2: they're better than what you could have bought for a $1,000, you know, a few years back. So almost anybody can go out and make something. And making stuff is the only way you'll get better at it.
0: What are you most looking forward to? Wow,
2: that's a that's an open loaded question. question. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's loaded, but it's very open ended. Um, yeah,
0: it is purposefully.
2: I mean, timeframes are involved too. So, like, the thing I'm most looking forward to tonight is I'm going to go out and grill some carne asada, <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Um, Coming really over, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. I think we got plenty. <laughs> um, a little longer term, yeah. getting my second vaccination shot so I can go <laughs> see my friends again. Yay! Um, longer finishing more projects and getting some of my other ones out there. Uh, you know, last year was just insane,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Will you yeah. tell us a bit about Look at Productions? Because I know you were talking about it was insane last year, but we haven't really talked about your company or how you founded it or any of that
2: yet. How I founded it? Um, you know, it's kind of like how some of my ideas come to me. It just it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I've been wanting to make a short film forever, and I've decided, hey, I'm going to do it this month. There's some online contest, you know, and... Uh, yeah like well i want to put it all underneath a company or at least a name
1: and mm-hmm. at the time
2: it wasn't a company it was just a logo but now we're you know we're actually llc all that good stuff but uh
0: fancy yeah really?
2: um so yeah i just decided that i'm like well i need a name and i i don't i didn't come up with a name i think somebody else suggested it and then we built off from it but you know it, it, it's it's partially a play on my last name, which is Kittle. So like, look, it has two T's at the end, but it was Mm -hmm. also kind of a a fully tongue in cheek call out to what we do. It's like, look, look at what I made. Look at my film. (laughs) Look at what I'm doing over here. You know, I I want you to look at my stuff and, you know, so for me it was kind of a great play on words to come up with a name. Sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked here, but <laughs> uh, no, so I, that's kind it. of yeah. This is basically where it came from, you know. And it's like it's that you know that coy. It's like I really want you to see what I did, you know. But I'm a little, little. I don't know. I hope you like it. <laughs>
1: oh, I made this. <laughs>
2: yeah, I made. That's it. That's it, right there. I made this. And you kind of hold it <laughs> out, offering, you know. Um, but yeah, I just felt a really kind of embodied that whole mindset.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love um, that. It's amazing. Yeah.
2: And then, you know, from there I just kept doing little short films and started actually occasionally getting paid for stuff, so I'm like, hey, better make a company out of it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of grown like it is kind of an umbrella, like it is productions. Um I I do everything for, well, I offer the services of everything from, you know, filming to um live streaming to building sets and props and doing some uh practical special effects mm-hmm. um and editing um and so you know these yeah. are all things that have kind of fallen under that that umbrella
1: so that's I mean, I think incredible.
3: incredible i don't want to interrupt but i was the friend who helped you come up with the name
2: I thought it was, dude. I thought it was either you or Lauren, and I couldn't remember because one of you suggested it, and the other one I bounced it off from, and they liked it, and I couldn't remember. So I didn't want to go on air and get it wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What made you think of that, Elijah? Uh,
3: I don't quite remember. It was just he was thinking of a name for his company, filming, wanting you know, I just like. Last name, Kittle. And I was just like, be like, my brain is weird. So a bunch of words start rum- rumbling together. And then, mm-hmm. like, look and Kittle bounce together. And it's just like, look, it came out.
0: love that. I love that. Yeah,
3: it's great. It was, just, it was just a, we were just bouncing names off of each other. And then I just happened to say, look, it.
0: How did you guys get connected?
3: Uh, I guess I could answer that. It was. Yeah, <laughs> it was 2013, and it was in, like, January, June of 2013. Mm-hmm. I kind of, like, with most of the projects I get involved with in, I kind of got talked into doing something I didn't want to do. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, it wasn't me, you
0: guys. It wasn't me.
3: <laughs> it was doing a... Batman, don't say opera don't uh, say opera okay no i was doing a batman motion comic and um i was like okay all right i i'll do it and it was supposed to be something that was supposed to be simple but the more and more i did it the more i got involved into doing it i got more and more elaborate i'm just like okay i'm gonna need some voice actors so i put out this ad on somewhere facebook i think asking is that for voice the one actor. that i did yeah no now yes. well later. Later on. Okay. But this was like okay. the initial so. issue. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. So, all of you have been in a Batman movie and I'm just finding this out? It's a yeah, motion, it's
3: a motion
2: <laughs>
1: Guess so, who I played?
0: <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry.
3: But um I put an ad out and Kevin was one of the people that responded to it. Wow. Which was which was upsetting because he responded to it later than uh, everyone else, so he did uh, the part that I wanted him for.
2: Okay. So let's talk about the casting on on that one again, because I always thought the first one was with.
3: The first one we did was the court was issue one of the court of owls. Oh yes.
2: Um,
3: yeah. So the one where Joanna was a part of was um, Batman Noel.
2: Ironically, Elijah. After I met Elijah, by doing my first voice acting gig ever um did my second voice acting gig ever with elijah again and that's where i met joanna and um, we both had good casting that time around if, if i remember <laughs> yeah.
0: right yeah. yeah well we didn't actually meet that time we were just in in it together yeah right
2: well yeah, yeah. but i mean that's kind of what people say like you know the the
0: Oh, guys gotcha. in Hollywood,
2: you know. Oh just yeah, yeah we, we worked on this project together, and they never met because they're only in a sound studio. So it's you know it's the same thing.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, I'm sorry. It, it was cool. Uh, Kevin played Superman. Uh, Joanna played Catwoman, and I, of course, played Batman.
0: Oh, see, yeah,
1: I would have guessed. I was going to guess Alfred. Joanna. I was going to be like Alfred. I don't know. I was wait. I was
2: Joanna talking- is Alfred.
1: I was yeah, the I- character that I wouldn't expect because she was. Oh. I felt like it was oh.
0: surprising. So, like, I was like, man, I don't know. It was amazing. I mean, I never would have expected ever to play Catwoman. Let's talk about
1: what you uh, something that you've done that you can talk about. What what's what's uh what's a project that you're most proud of?
2: Oh man. Heavy hitters here. Okay. <laughs> the thing I'm I mean- most proud of, ironically, would be the short film I did maybe what, three years ago now? Mm-hmm. Um it was a, a Western that had zombies in it. Um,
1: oh my God, that's amazing.
2: And it was it's, all it done in amazing. a... Oh, we haven't seen it yet, Emma. I'll, I'll send you a link. It's called Dead West. You can find it on Amazon Prime.
3: If you're a Prime yeah. subscriber,
2: it is for free. Um, and it's about seven minutes long. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of Dead Wests on there. The one with the best poster is mine. Um, it's true. You'll see, you'll see what I mean. Yeah, I'm not trying to be arrogant or anything there, but it's like, yeah, yeah. And the other those are like features. Mine's just seven minutes, so it's not much of your time wasted. But that—that um, that is still my my greatest achievement personally. I think.
0: What makes you so proud of it?
2: It was just a lot of things that came together. Um, it, it's the only that. Western I've actually done so far. There's more planned, but that's all I've done so far. It was shot at a place called mescal here in Arizona which mm-hmm. is old Tucson's secondary site so old Tucson okay. is, is super you know famous in a lot of old westerns you know from like the quick and the dead back yeah. most of those were old Tucson at least part of them and their secondary site which I only learned about I don't know a handful of years ago is uh, near what is it Winslow Ah, i can't remember it it's on the eastern side of arizona off i-10 out in the middle of nowhere and once i learned about it i looked it up and it has an incredible amount of film history um like little house on the prairie was shot there wow Clint eastwood movie uh the outlaw Josie wales was shot there um the movie quick and the dead sam Raimi. um one of Leo DiCaprio's first films. Uh, shoot, there's, mm-hmm. uh, there's a few others. I can't think of their names right now. <laughs> kicking myself because I can't pull it off on the top of my head. But um, that movie was almost entirely filmed there. Just, uh, I think, part of Maverick with Mel Gibson was filmed was there. Maverick. Just, just so much stuff. Um, and again, some of it is just like one building for one shot and other parts like um, Quick and the Dead, the entire movie takes place there. And that's where I filmed my, my, um, short and it's all in one take. It starts in one spot and goes through the whole little town and then ends in another spot, um, no fake cuts or anything. Um, and it was, it was accepted well, <laughs> you know, mostly because mm-hmm. it was all one shot. It's not great. It could be better, um, uh, but it's still the one where I worked the hardest on Leading up to it, I had the most fun in the moment. Like that energy of, like the day before, I didn't sleep because I was finishing um, props. I was, I was finishing this Gatlin gun and some other stuff. And I, I think I, well, I think oh. I slept for like three hours, maybe. And then we, we had this big van. We took all of our actors out there. Um, and everybody just kind of had their duties. You know, some of the actors were like, set dressing some of the other ones mm-hmm. were doing other things and just the energy there and then doing it and when it was done and realized you shot this all in one take and i met like on top of that some of the actresses and actors that came in like they're my friends now because they just like signed on i had no idea who they were till they showed up because you know i hadn't met them they weren't like speaking roles and now they're the, like, my great friends, and so I like I filmed on a historic location. I did it all in one shot. I met amazing people there. Um, the energy of that day, I still haven't ever matched that on a project, um, and and so it's just so unique in so many ways. And that yeah. film, like it didn't go around too many places, but one one place was a uh, a little tiny tiny film festival in London hmm. that had that only picked. 10 uh one shot film short films a year and they would show those and mine was selected for that and it's like it was tiny and everything but like that's such a weird little niche entrance in another country and like i like that stuff you know you know not many people saw it over there but still that's these little niche little things so it's just like a whole stack of little cool things that happened on that production that st- it's still my favorite
0: that's, that's incredible awesome. how did you come up with Asterion
2: oh we're going to Asterion
0: are you ready <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes so this is actually a good uh, good segue here because um when I made Dead West uh it was the first time i did as a producer other than myself Mm. And he came on and we pretty much split that one 50, 50 straight down the middle. He just wanted to produce. He'd never done it before. And I had never used somebody else's money to make any of my madness before. And (laughs) so it was a good experience uh, for both of us. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And it was for a film challenge and we did it. And uh, we were both very happy with the the outcome. Um, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He, you know, it it was nice to share the cost and the burden of a short film with somebody else. Yeah. And he was actually, he was a very good producer because there were certain things I wanted to do or maybe call it or whatever. And I finally had somebody with clout to bounce that off from, Mm. you know? So there's a few things I'm like, I'm thinking of this and this. And he's like, no, I don't think you should do that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And we didn't. And then in (laughs) retrospect, it's like, okay, he was right you know. No, not Back saying I'm the, a pushover cuz other things I'm like no, we're doing this, you know. But yeah. it was it was good to have that that check and balance that I never had before. So That's amazing. We decided to do another short film. And that we wanted to do a, a an homage to our favorite like 80s early 90s sci-fi horror films.
0: Oh my gosh, you should have heard Emma when we were
1: watching I was, it. <laughs> I was losing my mind. It opened oh. and I went, oh my God, this is Blade Runner meets Aliens meets everything from my childhood. I loved oh, I, I thank lost you. my mind, Kevin. I loved it.
2: Emma, you are our audience. Yeah. like for that you you know, no because that's Crazy what we're doing
1: blonde, middle-aged women in the middle of Chicago, got it we nailed that target audience yes got it. It, got is.
2: It. it is yes very precise <laughs> but you know you know there's there. we presented this project to a few others along the way you know it's a huge collaborative project at the end of it and you know yeah. you can tell some people didn't get it or didn't know or doing didn't appreciate it and that's fine you know it's it is what it is everybody's got their stuff but it's you know hearing you say those words means yes that's you understood
0: <laughs> well,
1: yeah <laughs> the,
2: the thing we're trying to do and it's like yeah there's some plot holes in there and yeah there might be a character that just suddenly is dead and nobody knows and it's gone from the movie and it's like <laughs> you know these were the weird little tropes and the things that we liked yeah. and so you know we we played it very straight we didn't we didn't want to do a satire on anything and and It started, we had another writer come in, and it started as this really grandiose thing that it it was good, Mm -hmm. but it had too much exposition. And, you know, we were trying to hit around the 15 to 20 minute mark for a film, it was coming in higher than that. Um, Okay. So just kind of working on that. We ended up trimming out so much exposition and and changing a lot of things. (laughs) Even while we're building the set, we we ended up changing the script (laughs) a little. but uh, it, you know, it, I think we I think we boiled it down to its core points. But yeah, that's that's basically what it is. You know, it's a like I said, an homage to these old films, all these tropes. It's uh, a group of mercenaries where you're, you're kind of on their side, but you don't know if they're really good people or not. And they're right. gonna do one last job, and every time they do one last job, you know, it's not gonna go well.
1: Someone's they're gonna die. To-
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're trying to um, you know, steal some weapons from an outpost. But the weapons aren't what they think and then, you know, everything goes sideways, everything goes wrong. You know, we throw in a little bit of uh, gratuitous gore, uh a little bit that of neat. gratuitous swearing, you know, um some <laughs> nice little archetypes of characters, you know, to, you know, yeah, my not bad s- guy. <laughs> oh, man, isn't he great? He's John uh, so Mueller. He's out of Tucson. He uh, teaches an acting class. Uh, he's got tons of credits to his name. And we like we were thrilled when he came on board. And again, not very many lines, not too many scenes. It, it is a short. But man, he nailed it. His his performance of this, this villain that you don't know, but as soon as you see him and you hear him talk and move, you're like, oh, I know this guy.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He, he was yeah.
0: Very, it was so clear. I mean the yeah. whole and you immediately hated it. Yeah.
2: It was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the whole cast was amazing. And and that's one of the things I like about doing short films. Um and so far independent short films. You know, maybe I'll change my mind if I ever get mm-hmm. into the, the big leagues there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, no, just a sense of, you know, I don't wanna I don't know if I'm gonna call it camaraderie, but just artist. Bringing their craft together for a project, um, and everybody yeah. bringing their own skill set to something—you know—it's—it's it's one thing when you have an idea and I want to make this movie, or I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about doing this, and then you involve other people that believe in the project, and they all bring their <laughs> skill set. It, it's it—it it still blows me away, you know. Uh,
0: Oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that. When we, when we were Elijah and I were trying to put together BoM 2.0, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Everyone who wants to be involved. I don't know. So let's see. (laughs) Let's all do this experiment together.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. That's, that's probably hmm. going, going back to what you asked me earlier, about one of my proudest achievements Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned Dead West, but a lot of that was the friendships I I made doing that and meeting other right. people that I might not have met otherwise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hearing what you just said, it's like, you know, maybe that's, that's the biggest like side benefit <laughs> of doing any of this artwork or any of these creative things right. is, is the people you meet and the unique personalities and creativity that, you know, you're now a part of.
0: I mean, I'm certainly grateful to now come you among my friends. Oh, absolutely. I think it's incredible. The work that the work that we've done together is secondary to the friendship that we've formed. I feel oh, yeah, like, Yeah.
2: But, and yeah, um, just, you know, and I've told you this a few times that coming into the world of opera um, on those last two productions, I had never listened to it before. Like it just it wasn't something that I, I guess I understood or. I think a better term is I never took the time to understand.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, that's Um, a really great question for you, Ben. What, what What do you think about opera after you've learned and worked in it a little bit? What do you think, Kevin, coming from the outside?
2: I appreciate it so much more now. Really? And I tell other people, like, hey, come listen to this opera that I'm live streaming. I'm the tech director on it. Like, check this out, you know. Uh, you might like it. Like, I didn't think I was going to like opera. Um, I don't know. Like, like if I'm driving around in my car, I'm not going to be listening to opera. I'm sorry. Like, you know, some, like, 90s R&B, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Hey,
0: Kevin. Me.
2: Okay. Not
1: me either. It's, <laughs> right. it's, like, it's like listening to a homework assignment for me. Like
2: Oh, yeah. I could see that.
0: I can't. Uh- I don't feel like that, but I feel like I have to like dedicate time no, to like, it. I just,
1: you tell what we're going to say. I can just I'm- listen to it. I have to sit down and I want to pull out a score and I want to follow mm-hmm. along. The next thing I know it's a homework assignment. I'm totally with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I will say um, my my year in quarantine, 2020 was definitely better because I had opera in my life that I was like forced to listen to opera you know, one in Italian, one in French and follow along. And it was, I'm joking around a little bit, but it was really an amazing experience. (laughs) Um, All of it, just the understanding that I've gained in the past six months. And just another reminder of, doesn't matter how old you are, that there's still so much more you can learn and all these little worlds you're not a part of that you can learn about. And then the people that I met the, you know, the performers oh, on, the cast on this is the cool. cast is amazing. And, and then there was a certain point, And again, I'm a guy, never listen to opera, not really into it there, but there were moments on both productions, multiple moments where I'm sitting here on um, rehearsals and everything and doing all this stuff in the background. And then I'll take a moment to just really soak in what's happening. And I'm like, man, I like, I'm a, I'm honored to be a part of this. I'm honored to have mm. this this exposure and this talent because it, it still blows me away. You can sit here and talk to the cast or some a performer make a few jokes, you know, how's the weather? And then all of a sudden this amazing voice just comes out over the <laughs> microphone and it transforms everything yeah. and it's like, it's then it's a lot of pressure to make sure my job is to make sure they sound good over the stream. And then I'm like, Oh man, they're doing amazing. I don't want to mess this up. you know.
0: Yeah. But not just that you really brought a level of technical prowess to our show that we didn't even know we could do. When you joined Don Giovanni, we discovered all of these things. Do you want to talk a little bit about, about doing the, the special effects in Don Giovanni? Um,
2: yeah, I can. not Give me, um, can you give me some examples of, of what made you feel that way?
0: Um, well, we, we just didn't even know that it was possible. When we were working on BoM 2.0, I mean, I'm sure that Elijah could have done those things, just to say that Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But we didn't even think about it because the whole idea that we could actually just stream an opera live from multiple different homes and have it work was like crazy enough. So then adding the level of the overlay of the commendatory, for example, or the backgrounds that we used or... um. Or, you know, cut and pasting the, the zoom boxes to like make it make it look more like a like an
2: environment or like a set a or something. Set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. This is all things that we didn't even like I had no idea. There was just so much that you brought to us. There's a someone said to me, I can't remember who it was, but the moment when the when the trio was lined up to sing mm-hmm. that that's like my favorite moment in the me entire too. opera. The And when we were all lined up in a row, it was like, it was like the moment was supposed to be in the live show, you know, where there's just this pristine moment of the three of them together all lined up in, in their emotional solidarity. And so having that, being able to physically achieve that in a zoom meeting (laughs) of all things it's just like incredible um so you know thank you but also can you talk (laughs) about that a little bit like what what uh you know going through all of that figuring out how to make the the flowers darker lighter whatever all that stuff i i'm just so curious about it and I'm sure that our listeners
1: are. You as have well. to understand, we think you're all madly turning cranks and levers and pressing buttons, and like, but, but we have no oh. idea what you're doing. On the there is,
2: okay, there is some truth to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> and if I forget, remind me. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> first of all, I, I, I couldn't do this without um, Joanna, your direction on it, because. You know, if I'm producing something that's not my own, my goal is to produce what you want, and I need direction to do that. And you know, everything we, we did in there were, were your ideas. Um, they oh. were, they were. Like, can we do this? And can we do, like, I might throw something on the screen in a, in a flurry, and you know, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this. But it was you that came back and I said, hey, can we do this? Can we move these three to the side? Can we make it look like it's nighttime? Can you like shade them different than the other ones? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And we did it. And that was, you know, it was your idea. But... Oh, thanks. But, and here's here's what you really... Here's the meat of it. Um, you had asked me earlier, you know, about advice about making films for others and that. And one was just to get out and do it. The other one is... Fake it till you make it.
1: <laughs>
2: it really is. Because your answer, if, if it's something you love and something you're invested in, it should never be no.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I ne- I don't believe I ever promised anything I couldn't do. But there were many, many times... Where an idea would come up or, or something, and I'd be like, "Let me see what I can do," or, or, or uh, "Let me, let me tell you in a couple of days." And at least half, if not eighty percent, of those times, I didn't have a fucking clue.
1: <laughs> There's just
2: so many things where I'm like, I have no idea, but it's reasonable. And if I Google enough and you know go to YouTube University enough. You know, um, yeah, (laughs) but so a lot of that was things where it's like, that's a great idea. I have no idea how to do it. Okay. I got two days to figure it out and it it happened for the most part. I I can't think of anything on that one. We didn't, we didn't do, but you know, it's that's, that's kind of how I operate and fake it to you make it sounds like bad advice. It sounds like, it sounds like lying. But it's not, you never say you can do something that you can't necessarily, but you know mm-hmm. what's in your ability to do and you know what kind of information is out there. You know, so yeah. it's, if you say no, it's an automatic shutdown, it's a dead end. Um, so the odds are, again, if it's something you're invested in, it's something you love and you know your limits, then you should always say yes or let me get back to you or I believe I can. If you're wrong, you can still say, I, w- I believed I could, but I was wrong.
1: You know? I'm going to use that uh. advice for life.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, right? Awesome.
1: The further I go along, the more I'm like, everybody's just faking it till they make it. It's just, oh, yeah. with, it's just a different <laughs> size wallets, right? Like As you go up, mm-hmm. like that, none of yeah. us really know what we're doing. We've just got a better budget behind us. That's Absolutely. it. Absolutely.
2: Like absolutely it works <laughs> i i'm you know
0: i mean
2: uh, go my, ahead. part of my trying to learn film because i never went to film school you know i'm i'm a, the youtube film school guy but i'm always digging out uh interviews with directors and filmmakers and everything yeah. and actors and you wouldn't believe the percentage of these people where it's like you adore their film or their performance, and it's like that's amazing. If only I could ever get to that level. And you get an interview, and they everybody's got imposter syndrome. Everybody yeah. has it, and everybody is yeah. still faking it till they make it. You know these these actors that have done one Academy Awards, and they're just like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, if, you know, if I. I really deserved it. I'm still trying to get better, and all this. You know, like, <laughs> oh my god, man! And so when you see that range, you realize, just like Emma said, it's it's everybody. Everybody has that, and so that it's okay.
1: <laughs> like just yeah. make art. Yeah. Really try to make Make art. It there.
2: There. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if other people don't like it. Like it does on a personal level. Like uh, there's a certain a pride level, I guess, not personal, but pride. If somebody doesn't like what yeah. you make, it hurts. But it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, um, there's there's one friend of mine in particular. He's a, he's a film guy, uh, and mm-hmm. he's a number of times when I'm talking about different projects, he's like, "Why do you want to make this? Or or who are you doing this for?" And the first few times I, I didn't know how to answer. And I honestly, I think half the time now I still don't know how to answer but it, but it really makes you think <laughs> though, like, am I doing this art to get the approval of others to make other people happy, which is different than the approval.
3: Yeah.
2: Am I doing it for myself? If I'm yeah. doing it for myself, it doesn't matter what other people think, but then why am I giving it to them? So it's, it's this whole thought process in there that's this kind of, is really kind of realigned how I approach projects, you know. And I, I think now I kind of I, I kind of split it up a bit. There's some projects that I do for me that I hope other people will like. And there's some projects I do for someone else that that is ideally for them and it doesn't really matter how much I like it or others or whatever.
1: Well I liked it.
2: <laughs> well, this lasted. Yeah. That's,
1: that's the thing though like there's always an audience right everybody yeah. everybody gets discouraged when they present something especially because like art is so consumable and it, we need someone to consume it we we have that that need and in t- like inside of us for someone to say oh i love it right because we love it mm-hmm. and it is a birthing process right. you love everything you birth but it's also yeah. sort of i don't know it, there's always going to be an audience for what you make and you know Even you you were like you were making fun of me, but I was serious. Like that's exactly I'm your niche audience for Assyrian. It was it was great. I loved it. I loved everything about it.
2: That's amazing. We'll have talk. We'll uh, we'll have to talk more after this podcast. Then.
1: (laughs) I need some positive
2: feedback. (laughs) The audience
1: will emerge. You know, just keep making it stuff that is true to what you believe, and your audience.
2: So uh, there's this one short film I did. It was pretty early on, and it was called. Furry Fury. And it was for a local Arizona independent film challenge. And, you know, we've given a couple of, it had to be within a certain time limit, like six minutes. had to use a prop, which mine was this like foam water gun. And you had to use some kind of line, like a specific line. And Mm -hmm. I, I love using that film as an example because it shows how different audiences can be and how different the um, feedback you can be on a particular or can be on a particular film and uh it's i think that film is maybe one of my greatest achievements and biggest failures at the same time wow (laughs) um so it came out it's it's a it's all my films are weird this one is basically mad max but with the characters are all like ma- uh, not mannequins, um, mascots or furries. Okay. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I want to this. see okay, this. Okay. Oh, I'm
2: surprised you haven't. Okay, I'll, I'll send you guys a link. Oh link, my god, please. link in this uh, link in the description. Oh, Goddamn. Link in the description below. <laughs> Uh, anyways, God, I'm <laughs> ruining this podcast. Um, no, you're not. You're <laughs> uh, so we went to the film challenge. It was the first time I had entered a local film challenge. And once my, uh, at least back then, a lot of the short films, people, the, the people making these films uh, strived to be, to do dramas. Like there's almost more mm-hmm. respect for a drama than there is from some, you know, sci-fi or wacky horror, whatever you call my weird movies. And so I think a lot of people are leaning towards those kind of movies just to get respect, which it just doesn't work. And so I had this kind of, what was that? I said serious art, Kevin. Exactly. No, that was the problem and so like these very serious films have come up the one before mine there's like i don't know 15 films that played that night the one before mine was if i remember right this thing where the wife comes home and the the husband is an alcoholic and he's drunk and so the camera like pans over his empty bottle of jack on his nightstand next to his handgun and then, uh, yeah either that it pan to the floor check off? yes check check out anybody out.
0: Check hey out. at least they check follow out. that
2: rule they're following the rules you know <laughs> yeah. but it was just so like they were trying really hard and it was shot okay but yeah. it's like every yeah. fucking cliche but it was serious and then what, like, I think he shoots his wife or maybe she shoots him. I don't remember. And I'm just like, oh my God. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. Cause I'd seen so many of these cause I'm also a film critic on the side. And so I used to judge these competitions and I used to get so tired of the, these dramas that aren't dramas. And I appreciate what they're doing and what they're trying to do, but it's just so unpalpable and, uh, and so that's what played right before mine and then it starts off and there's this guy dressed up as a wolf in a leather jacket with a sawed-off shotgun, you know, <laughs> and then we've got like Mad Max truck driving around and it's, it's insanity. And because... <laughs> so when it, when it came on screen, it, it, it terrified me because the first time I'd ever watched anything I'd ever made in an audience and it just came oh. right after this really desperately serious short film and then all of a sudden yeah, i've wow. got like mascots walking around and i'd say for the first two maybe three minutes of the short it was silent oh. because it just looks weird and it wasn't until one character rips off another character's head by twisting it 360 degrees around <laughs> and <then> there's like <laughs> cotton and blood <laughs> that everybody understood what they were watching <laughs> and then everybody started laughing and then i could relax and so uh.
0: <laughs>
2: so at that particular event that film won i think five awards wow so we tied for the most awards with another film All right wow. we also got uh audience favorite we won that one And we did not place in the top three. What? Afterwards, I was approached by two different people that worked for local film festivals. Both of them said, hey, um, we've talked to either I'm the person or we've talked to the people and they're very interested. They want to see it. Make sure you submit to our festival, which I had free entry in for one of them because of that. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I get excited. And so I entered them. Every film festival has a fee you have to pay, depending on when you enter and what. So I paid, I paid for both of those festivals and I paid for a a whole ton more. None of them selected this film (laughs) to play. Even the people that told me we really want to show this.
1: Are you serious? Yeah,
2: they didn't, they didn't pick it. And so imagine going from that high to that dejection. And I've had the most... Um, Rejections for that film, too. Okay, Um, I had a a uh, YouTube reply. (laughs) If you could probably still find it on on that film, uh, his review of it was, "What is a steaming pile of AIDS?" Whoa! (laughs) Worst review I've ever gotten. But wow! (laughs) One day I got an email from a guy in Pennsylvania that ran kind of a, a weird little festival over there where he pick like kind of, um, almost grindhouse type features really well-made ones mm-hmm. and then pair them with a short film as a, as a short subject before that. So I got an email from a guy that somehow find me, found me on IMDB, not through any festival submission, found me, tracked down the movie and wanted to get permission to show it at his festival which does not happen. And so that's my story of how diverse audiences, festivals, everything can be. So again, just make your art. You know, some people are going to love it and Mm -hmm. some people are going to hate it. But if it's your art and you had fun, just do it, man.
0: That's all that
1: matters at the end Mm. of the day. I love that. I love that story. I can't wait to see this furry movie. I'm so excited
2: about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know we do.
2: <laughs> well, I hope you're not disappointed. You know?
1: No.
2: I don't need any more negative reviews. I've had enough rejection on that film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did send this man an email. Just wait, Kevin.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Kevin, we have a surprise um, for you before oh we head goodness. out. A virtual evening. surprise? Yes. Yeah. Elijah?
2: That one person can do what many others can't. And that one person's name is Kevin Kiddle. Oh my god. Happy <laughs> birthday, Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh man!
0: Love I, I, I might
2: have to make that my uh, my new ringtone.
0: <laughs>
2: oh man! Well, thank you. That was amazing.
1: Happy
0: <laughs> birthday!
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait! There's thunderous applause at the end. <laughs> um our our very good friend james welch made that oh, for you oh that's awesome
2: <laughs> thank you thanks james thanks jim <laughs> he's yeah he's, am- he's amazing hey, well,
0: kevin i know Kevin, it's been wonderful to have you today. It's been wonderful to get to know you even better and pick your brain. And I can't wait to talk more about film with you as we dive
1: more into it. I'm
2: looking forward to it.
0: Thank you so
1: much. I'm so excited. This has just been wonderful. I feel like I'm starting to pick apart your brain and figure out the way you put things together. And I'm just (laughs) really looking forward to getting to know you more. I have had such a good time working with you so far
2: thanks yeah no it's been a pleasure too you've amazed me some of the uh the press release you did on me earlier where you're just like give me your ideas and I just like like vomited all this word information on you oh, I, hate <laughs> word, I hate that word hate that word I just I spew all of this information on you and you're like so what you're saying is and you did this amazing like paragraph that summarized it all that I can never do
1: Oh, my yeah. God. i talk about how wonderful you are. It's very easy for me to talk about how
2: wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness.
1: Right? Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank God. It's appreciated. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to the Seven Cities Podcast with your hosts, Emily Cox and Joanna Moffat. Join us next month as we interview Emily's mother. You can find us on Google Play and Spotify. Thank you again for listening to Seven Cities Podcast.